0: And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer.
1: Hello, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of No Hassle Newsletters, author of these six books that I'm going to tell you how you can get for free. I'll tell you that at the very end of the show. Today, I am the host of Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year, this is episode 548 My very special guest today is Roland Gibb-Stewart. Gibb, how are you doing today?
2: Doing great. And you, Jim?
1: Very excited to be talking with you. And um, I know you're going to inspire a lot of people. Hey folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner who wants to grow a more profitable business faster, and especially if you're interested in creating multiple streams of revenue, then you wanna be part of this extraordinary virtual mastermind group led by me, Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Learn more at dreambizcoaching.com. Dreambizcoaching.com. By the way, my latest ebook, which actually launched uh, Monday, I think, just a couple of days ago, "How Being an Author is an Entrepreneur's Success Advantage." In it, I detail my journey from writing my first book all the way up till well, six books like this, and then uh, about a, a ten or so ebooks. But how each one of those books, I had a formula and a plan and a timetable, and how it's helped me grow my business. And much to my surprise, I, I enjoy it so much and helped my, wanted to help more people do it. I started a company called Success Advantage Publishing, hence the name. So you can get a free copy of this ebook at getyourbookpublishedfast.com. Getyourbookpublishedfast.com. All right, let me introduce. Gibb, and we will bring him right on. Well, he's actually on, but we're going to engage in some great, great conversation. So Roland Gibb Stewart, hence why I call him Gibb, grew up in an apartment complex in Portland, Oregon, Mountain View, California, and Santa Monica. He then served in the Army, and after that, he was searching to find stable employment. In 1977, he and his then wife risked their entire savings of $10,000 in loans from friends totally more totally more than $18,000 to invest in real estate. He retired from state government at the age of 50, got bored and then started developing a dental medical office building by 2017. They had assets of $30 million and were managing assets of over $70 million. Gibb is now 76. I know he looks about 66 and has started four new initiatives. So clearly retirement is not in his wheelhouse. He is the author of the recently released book, Learn, Apply, and Grow Rich, available on Amazon. Once again, Gib, welcome to Dream Business Radio.
2: Thank you, Jim. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah. So we met, I mean, it's about a month ago, I guess. That's how far, far ahead we're booked. And I was so inspired and just enlightened with your amazing entrepreneurial journey. I think the piece that I read that which causes to connect with you either own or co owned was it 11 businesses or 21? I forget. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
2: 11, 11.
1: 11 businesses. Um, so a lot of a lot of the reason that people listen to the show for so long is they love the strategies and the things we can teach them from, you know, marketing, business growth, you know, leverage, things like that. But they also love to be inspired. And I said, man, I've got to get you on my program so, give us a little bit of the backstory. Let's we'll not we're not going to go back to kindergarten, but I know after the army, and then you got into <laughs> you got into um, you know real estate. How did it how did it snowball into so many different businesses?
2: Well, they just they just come in. It's like you're you're managing an apartment complex, and oh, well, other people want us to manage their apartment complex, and now these residential people want us to manage their property. So it just it kind of grows, and and then you form an LLC that starts developing office buildings, and then that grows because every office building makes more contacts and as you gives you another reference to someone else, and it continues to grow.
1: So was the first real estate that I said you you invested in eighteen? Was that a, an apartment building?
2: Uh, Fourteen units, ten wow. bedrooms, two two bedrooms and two, three bedrooms. What a mix.
1: <laughs> and 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 how did people f- find out? Were their neighbors find you ran a great apartment? They said, hey, would you run ours too? How did that happen?
2: I think so. I think it's just somebody drive by and pull up and say, you, you, you look like you're full. Well, that's the object, isn't it? <laughs> Let's make the cash flow. And they said, yeah, but we got four vacancies and we're only a 10 unit can you take care of that rises? I can lease with, I, guess, well, I was probably 20 years into the program where I said I could lease better than almost anybody. So wow. uh, that, was, that was what really drove it. it? Uh, I mean, sometimes leasing is a matter of giving the apartment away, right? What's your bottom line? What are the other units paying? And here's what I need out of this apartment in order to survive. I mean, in, in 1980, <laughs> what
1: were you gonna do? Nineteen eighty. That's the year I got married. That's what, so forty-three years ago. Then that's when you were. That's when you were doing that. Right. Um, so I, I, I was reading um, in my research for the interview and, and reading part of your book. You describe yourself as a reasonable army officer. What What does that mean? And and how much of uh, your army training helped you become a better entrepreneur?
2: Well. Um, Every time I got in trouble in the army, I was a, uh, I was uh, after I got out of Officer Candidate School, I became an officer. So every time I got in trouble when I was in the army, I I ended up winning. Okay, once my punishment was to take a, a, a platoon of, of uh, enlisted folks to a dance in downtown Hop- Hopkinsville, and uh, nobody showed up. So I. Reported to the person that was overseeing me doing this project, and I ended up with going to uh, I think probably eight professional basketball games because he gave me the general tickets when the general wasn't using them. Wow! So, you know, I that, I had a lot. I had that happen like three or four times. So I was a reasonable officer, but I didn't like carrying the handgun. I just no thanks. So I'd I'd have officer of the day duty and I'd stick it in the drawer, and then I'd be so anxious to get home that I'd forget to turn it into the armory. That got me a couple times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I feel like I'm going to bounce around a little bit because you've sure. you've got such a long and storied career. So I mentioned that you own all or part of eleven different companies, um, or started them, purchased them. Like, would tell us a little what. What was? Did you have companies all over the place? Did you like service-based companies? No, was it mostly real estate? What's no, that look like?
2: It's all. It's all. Uh, I would say fifty percent of that's real estate. Some of it has to do with the development company, right? We put a development company together to uh, develop all the. Well, we went from small residential to gigantic uh, commercial. Well, gigantic, you got to take. In the grain of salt yeah uh, i thought it i thought it was a big deal everybody i knew thought it was a big deal it's 105,000 square feet five buildings the whole ball of wax and then uh, one day uh we, we were talking about it and on the on the radio they said well that's one floor in the in the uh, building that got knocked down which one was mm. it in uh, new york city it's not oh, the, Empire the towers, State one. yeah. The towers okay. that was one floor in the towers, 105,000. So
1: oh, my goodness,
2: it's a different world.
1: <laughs> so, did you uh purchase? Did you just keep purchasing with your cash flow? Did you start new businesses? What, what was your preference? Oh, yeah, oh,
2: yeah. We we just okay. Uh, Grace I had grown up on a farm. And she knew how to save like nobody else does, and uh, I was used to spending everything I got. And she said, "No, if you do this, you're going to be able to get ahead." Oh, really? Okay. I took economics in, at the university, and that never came up. It was like, "What? What the heck are you talking about here?" So, so but anyway, so we started. And then we ended up uh, with enough money to go into the stock market. We lost every single penny.
1: Oh my goodness!
2: And I said, uh, "Nope." That just isn't gonna be the way we're doing it. So the next time we had accumulated ten thousand dollars, and and then you look back when you got married, ten thousand dollars was a heck of a lot of money.
1: It sure was.
2: Okay, so every time we got ten thousand, we tried something. So the next one was buying the apartment complex because enough people trusted us. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm still fascinated. We had five people, they put in anywhere from three to Three thousand to seven thousand five hundred friends, grandparents, not and none of them were related to. Well, I had a sister, one of the sister laws gave us her college money for a year while she was saving for the second year. So that's what started us is so many people trusting us, and that's what ended us. (laughs) (laughs) So many people
1: trusted you
2: And, and real estate, yeah, yeah.
1: What was it like going through, um, you know, two thousand eight, and you know that whole real estate bubble? Did did you get crushed, or how did you how did you do there? Well,
2: well, we were operating so conservatively that uh, we had good reserves. We still have good reserves today. I, I'm amazed at how much grace can accumulate out mm-hmm. of a building. She runs all the books. I, I, uh, I get the. You report.
1: make the money. She saves the money, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it's always been. Exactly.
1: And so, the, so we're, t- we're real estate apartment buildings. Was there anything outside of real estate?
2: Not in the early days. I think, uh, we hit a million dollars just before I turned 50. Um, uh, we probably had five or six properties, something like that. We had, we had the management company. We had the holding company. So there's three, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so then I retired. I worked seven years full time. Then I worked 14 and a half half time. That's the other way around. I worked 14 and a half full time. And then business got busy enough that uh, I was offered a half time job and I took it. And uh, so I was able to do that. And then when I hit 50, we sold one of the nicer houses and that was going to carry me. I couldn't, I didn't have to make a set for five years, uh, because of the sale free and clear, mm-hmm. a, a real nice property. And, uh, so that paid for that. And then we, uh, started actually doing things.
1: I think when, when we first met, you said I retired at 50 and I think it lasted a couple of months or maybe a year or two. And then you went back into it. Like you just like sitting still or.
2: Oh yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. I've tried retiring twice. Yeah. Neither time worked. This is too much fun. Really? And you're you're I,
1: 76, right?
2: 76. And, and I'm having and did, a ball. And I want 20 more years for sure.
1: And didn't I read you did you start two partnerships this year?
2: This year. I okay, so this is this is really phenomenal. Okay, so I've been waiting a couple of years. The the manager of my heating and ventilation company, okay, keeps talking about this friend of his who's brilliant and who drove a company from 3 million to 30 million over six years. Okay? Uh, and so I finally met him the other day and that afternoon we we bought a company for him to manage. So that takes mm. care of that one. The other one, a new guy moved in to the condo uh, community. I live in Palm Springs and of course I met him within a couple of days and he and I sat down and we kept talking and talking and the traffic was going to be backing up on the way into la and i said you need to leave then we talk another 20 minutes
1: oh, <laughs> said, you
2: got to get out of here All right, Anyway, so he's developing uh, a website uh, a month and uh and pushing it out there to see how that's going to work because that's uh, it's the flip side of the sites that list things that you want to buy Yes. It's the flip side, there's things that you want to sell.
1: What, like so, market, like Facebook Marketplace or eBay yeah, or
2: yeah, all that stuff? It's the other side of it. Okay. So, I so, know uh, anyway, we're really happy, and it's uh, it's probably coming out next week, and uh, I I think we'll be at eight to twenty thousand within a month. So,
1: your you saw so your partners in that one?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's the, so do you want to break any news? Like what's the name of it and, and when will it go live?
2: I think it's going to go live in a, in two weeks. Okay. Add the name around here somewhere, but I, bet I can't find it. <laughs> um,
1: what's the hook? What makes it different? I'm now I'm, you piquing my curiosity. What makes it different than like an eBay or Facebook marketplace?
2: Because they're having things that you want to buy. Okay. You put your thing on our list because you want to sell.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay,
2: so so eBay's out there and Amazon's out there, but do you want a, a used set of barbells barbell, barbell uh, equipment? Okay. You have one to sell, put it here and you might come over here and look.
1: Interesting. Okay. No, it's
2: not it's not new stuff. You're not gonna buy any new stuff off of our, our stuff. Right. It'll all be old stuff. Okay. We're, we're, we're pleased. I think, I think we probably have 300 listings already of things people are willing to sell or want to sell.
1: So with, with everything that you've done and your are so far 76 years, I mean, there's so many things that I, I, I want to ask you for the, for the listeners. Um, two of them come to mind. You know, one, of the, one of the things that I think is, is lacking or one of the elements that new entrepreneurs yeah. lack is courage. They're probably dealing with a lot of self-doubt. Did you ever deal with that? Or are you just like, no, this is going to work great. Let's go. (laughs) Well,
2: our position was uh, Grace had received about February of the year 77. uh, Had got a tremendous promotion. And her pay went up four times because she got her college degree in um, November late November of the year before, so that would have been 76. Then in 77, she uh, she got this happening and made all the money. And then, this isn't going to work out right, Jim, it must have been 75, 76, 77. And then when we got to April of 77, we realized, no, we're 78, we're realizing that we're going to have to pay the federal government $10,000 Wow. uh, Employment tax, right? That we hadn't counted on as we're going through this. And so we looked at each other and said, do you want to give the $10,000 away or would you rather try something with it? So in those days, there was accelerated depreciation. We we bought a park. We didn't pay taxes for 15 years.
1: Goodness. Wow. I'm not sure you should put that out there. Now. I'm sure it's all legitimate.
2: <laughs> it's in there. It's I wrote it up. It's in the book. Yeah.
1: Well, let's talk yeah. about your book. So property, yep. every time we bought a
2: property, every are we a property, we just depreciated it up, covered, covered our income. Maybe that shows how little money we made.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to ask a question. I can't, somebody's going to go, Jim, don't be such a smart ass. But so we, we, was grace the brains behind these the way to make money and save money and you're 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 out there charging ahead or because it seems like you guys complement each other really well
2: we did very very well she she drove the savings she uh-huh. told me what I could do and what I couldn't do and then every time we saved a little bit I went out and I got something <laughs> so we were back in debt again and she okay. started saving that's just that's the way we did it yeah exactly
1: wow. So you mentioned your book. You recently published a book called "Learn, Apply, and Grow Rich." Interesting title. Was it sort of a play on "Think and Grow Rich"? Or, but you know, one of the well, let me let me ask you that question first. Or did you have another? Okay, so
2: "Think and Grow Rich" is the grandfather, right? And everyone should read it once or twice. Uh, That sure inspired me. Um, But think for us. We were two dumb kids, right? So Mm -hmm. you got to think, you got to figure this out. How are you going to get started? And then you apply it, and then if you just stick with your game plan, uh, eventually you're going to grow rich.
1: Interesting. So you know, I I heard uh, you know Dan Kennedy's a mentor of mine, and a couple others, and. What I think what I think it was Dan who said, Think and Grow Rich. It's not the best title in the world because you really have to do more than think, right? Um So, I mean, I like the name of your book, Learn, Apply. So, you know, learning for the sake of, that's another expression today amongst entrepreneurs is I'm a lifelong learner. Well, that's nice, but are you going to implement as well? Maybe that goes hand in hand, but for some people, they just fall back on, no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I got to read another book. I want to buy this course. But, you know, but it really is um, through courageous, bold action and implementation that you actually grow a business.
2: Well, last year, Last year, I, I, purchased, I decided I was going to try four approaches at the internet. So I, I bought some ad arbitrage um, sites, some selling sites, some buy. So I tried f- four different ones. One just failed, but we're going to be able to recover virtually all of our money f- from the sale of the name of the website. Right, so that that. you come out of it's the way it makes things work the Mm -hmm. ad arbitrage they're they're paying for themselves every 18 months so i got my money back pretty quickly on that uh opened an amazon store and an ebay store and they're they're crippled so i'm trying to find somebody to manage them because i'm not gonna manage them. i don't have time to do anything (laughs)
1: um in, so in your book, and I think the early pages of your book, um, you write about grow, grow, grow. Um, and I'm pretty sure you're writing about the early apartment days because you said take a chance and then the first move outs and a way out of hell. What, what was okay. that about?
2: Grow, uh, grow, grow. Yeah. That is what Grace told a financial planner when he asked her what our concept was. So they came to me and took me to lunch and they said, we're not going to tell you what grace said until we find out what you said. I said, seize every opportunity you see, you can, when you see it, uh, targets of opportunity are my game plan. And they said, well, those two kind of match. <laughs> so That's where the two of those things came from.
1: Okay. So seize opportunity. Um, you know, my, my sixth book called decide it's over there somewhere. Um, I wrote the whole book. It's entrepreneurial mindset, etc. And then I named that at the end. It's the only book I did that. And I was back in the in the day when I wrote that. I was doing a bunch of interviews on podcasts, and somebody said, um, "Jim, what's the one word that you think separates very successful entrepreneurs from ordinary entrepreneurs?" And I said, "Decide." What do you mean? Well, they see an opportunity. And they decide, yes or no, anyone's okay, but maybe is not. Maybe sends you to a place I call Squishyville, <laughs> where opportunity goes to die. But it is about being deci- decisive, right? So that's what you mean, seize the opportunity, oh, yeah. correct?
2: Correct. Correct. They, they, okay. I do not quote my father very often. Okay. But the one quote I do use is, decide to decide. You have to decide you're going to make this decision. Same same idea. I, you and I uh, are there. <laughs>
1: mm. So in, in the book you also wrote about the Cotton Gibson building. What was is that an apartment building or was that the medical building I that, think you That's
2: the first medical dental building that we put together.
1: How did that come about?
2: Well, I retired, right? Right. And uh, about 3 months later I took my good friend who I used to swim with all the time, took him to lunch. And we're sitting there at lunch and he says you know you're retired you've been in real estate 15 years now and would you help me find a place to go put my dental office and i said sure so i looked for about six months and in those days people wouldn't take dental offices in regular office buildings uh because of, of the smells that they used to emit oh is that that's, right that's, that's that's different now right that's okay that's gone by the wayside but back then that was just, you know, oh, you're gonna re-representing a dentist? Oh, no, we don't want him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so he was going home one night, saw a vacant lot. We bought the lot from a major retailer in town. Uh, and uh, then he's. we went out and interviewed the developers and we got, drove back to his office after we visited the third one he said, you're going to do this. I said, me, (laughs) who me? (laughs) So we developed a backup plan who we were going to hire if I failed. Okay. And uh, the building was a home run. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's a cash cow. Let me tell you. You
1: acted as a general contractor and you had no experience doing
2: that. Correct.
1: Wow. So courage, so let's just say you weren't lacking in courage, decisiveness or courage.
2: Well, there were times when I was really dumb and it worked out, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, so once you decide what you're going to do, you have to focus on it. And let's walk down, we're, we're now on a street. I mean, we're not, we're not out in the field, man. We're on a street and we need to focus and we need to learn from everybody around us how we're going to go down this road and get to the end of
1: it. Very interesting. Uh, we got about five minutes left. I want to ask you about it. The, the final chapter of your book is things that uh, you hope people will learn from reading it. Um, know yourself and what you're willing to do. Is that like a self appraisal? I'm guessing. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. What?
1: Why is that important?
2: Well, because there's going to be times when you have a 10-unit apartment complex and you have five vacancies, what are you going to do? Are you just going to let it go back? I've had, I had any number of people I talked to that just let them went back. It was 1980. What are we going to do? Just give it back to the bank. No, 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 no. If you're mm-hmm. going somewhere, you're going somewhere. I mean, I stood on street corners with balloons, helium balloons in my hand before it was popular. Okay? Who's this idiot? Oh, well, let's see. What's he got? Hey, come on in. You want an apartment for free? Well, I can arrange. You can get this one, which usually is that price, and I can give it to you for $20 a month, you know, right? <laughs> let's, let's let's pay the bank.
1: Wow. Interesting. You know, um,
2: I think that's a matter of flexibility. Okay? Yes. I,
1: I, and playing I mean, the long I knew, game. I knew what
2: my I knew what my net was, right? Yeah. And this was my this, this fourteen unit apartment complex is my retirement program. In case in case I don't make it with the state of Oregon, this is my apartment complex. It's my it's my retirement. I'm keeping it.
1: Wow. Um, what about walk away from downers and and naysayers?
2: Oh, you you have to you have to associate with people that pump you up, make you stronger. You can't you can't have somebody in your back pocket saying, Oh, you can't do this, you can't do this. Hell no, I yes I can. <laughs> but I that way I don't have to overcome that. I, I listen to these people that are in front of me.
1: Yeah, some people I some people I talk to, they, they repel naysayers and doomsayers, etc. Other people feed off it. It's like the energy, well, if you say I can't, then I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> Which, but, you know, I guess those two you know, um the first ten thousand is the hardest was that was that your getting into the apartment building or
2: as it was the way we went into the stock market. It's the way we came back and went into the apartment complex. We accumulated another ten thousand. We bought a few homes you know and on and on. just ten thousand It's tough to save ten thousand dollars. Everybody wants your money, yeah. Every time you open the mail, you get three offers to spend your money.
1: So I'm going to assume you, you've had a few, but how do people learn from failures? If you do as many things as you've done and as I've done, there's going to be failures along the way. How do you how did you learn to you know bounce back from that?
2: Well, I think I learned a lot from it, for one thing. I mean, my first failure was the, the month after COVID. Uh, hit the United States. I had a small newspaper, educational and entertaining, and uh, I had spent 15 months growing it to the point where it was going to be the first profitable month. In March of 2020, March of 2020, um, in April of 2020, about 70% of my advertisers left.
1: Wow! There went that, huh?
2: We lost the business. Yeah, and then, and then I was kind of mentally recovering from that, and then I was diagnosed with lung cancer, and I forgot about my failure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Made it easy, right? So then you come out. So that was uh, uh, late May of May of twenty. So March, COVID hit. April things were getting worse. May. I lost, like I say, 60, 70% of my advertisers and, uh, May 16th, I'm in the, in the hospital of, of 2020. And they told me I had six months to live. That just kind of makes your focus go someplace. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Wow. Well, I guess that prediction was wrong as well.
2: Right. So I'm pleased.
1: Thankfully I want
2: want 20 more.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, so final question, then I'll get, you can give your uh, contact information. What do you say to the entrepreneurs who are new, sitting on the sidelines, waiting for all the stars to line up, all the green lights to show with the you know, waiting for everything to be perfect. What do you say to inspire them?
2: What you have to do is you have to dissect what you're looking for, which ought to take you about 20 seconds. Right. And then you go for the part that's accessible right now. Okay. So. I have one of my daughters who wants to be a house flipper, right? So she's waiting for the crash, which I'm sure is going to come. But Mm -hmm. so why don't you focus now on developing an internet business that has some potential because you're good at the computer. So she's doing that and she's waiting for the other. And, and, and we keep, we, when we go out to lunch, we talk about how her, building the site is going and, and she's already got like 2,500, uh, monthly visitors. So she's in good shape. That's, that's growing. That may end up being bigger than flipping houses.
1: Hmm. Interesting. How can people connect with you? And, uh, where do you want them to get a copy of your book, Amazon or your website or
2: amazon.com learn, apply and grow rich. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my email address is continueforward at Can you Continue,
1: say it one more time? Yep.
2: Continueforward at
1: Awesome. Gib Stewart, man. Thank you so much. It was, it was a real pleasure having you on my program. Thank you, Jim. Hey, folks, that wraps up this uh, very special interview with Gib Stewart. A lot of lot of things. I would suggest listening to this one a second time. You can connect with me, by the way, if this is the only place we're doing it at getjimpalmer.com. It's my home base, getjimpalmer.com. Again, if you're interested in joining about 27 other smart entrepreneurs in the dream business mastermind, go to dreambizcoaching.com. Remember to get a free copy of my brand new ebook, which is How Being an Author is Your Success Advantage. Get your free copy at getyourbookpublished.com. I also told you how you could get a free copy of these six books, so we're a- actually, it's uh, two years. I started in uh, May two years ago, part of my legacy building program. I made all the digital copies of my books free at Amazon, free at Barnes and Noble as Nook books, and they're also in the iBookstore. Absolutely free. Get a good education on me. Um, but that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care.